The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am back live in studio. I'm Nolan Guthrie here talking to you, and uh, I'm excited. It's a beautiful day. Lots of stuff we can do out in the lawn and garden today, and we're going to talk about a handful of those sorts of things. Uh, But if you want to be a part of the show, I am going solo again this week, so just means I get more time to talk to you folks. So give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Those phone lines are open. We'll take your calls right away. We're going to talk about a few things. I got a few things uh, kind of in mind to talk about uh, when it comes to some lawn care and some getting some garden stuff ready. But if you've got other questions, we can absolutely talk about anything that you might want to. So go ahead and do that whenever you can. And uh, just to kind of give you a little update on what's going on at Zamzo's this week, we had uh, some in, in-person classes that I think are probably about finishing up, so some folks probably went to that. But we will be having another Facebook Live class at 1 o'clock today. So as soon as the radio show's over, I'm rushing over to uh, my coworker Chris's house to uh, teach some people about uh, growing a salsa garden is kind of what we're focusing on. But we can always talk about other gardening things as well during that. And we can talk about those things here as well. So we'll get into some of those things. But it's always a lot of fun. We're going to plant some, uh, show you how to plant some stuff, how to plant, uh, particularly for salsa garden. Uh, we're going to plant some tomatoes. We're going to get some uh, peppers, some cilantro, some onions, garlic, all that good stuff. So, uh I can't uh, can't wait to have some fresh salsa. It's going to be great. Uh, so we're going to get 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 that going today. And uh, we also I was uh, visiting a few stores today uh, yesterday actually, and I stopped by our Chinon store, and I noticed they had a huge shipment of roses came in this weekend, and they were breaking them all out, and there were just tons of them. Uh, so if you've been looking for roses or even other plants, I noticed um, a couple of uh, they had a really nice selection of rhododendrons as well. So if you're one of those folks that really loves rhododendrons, they have beautiful blooms, and they got a whole bunch of them, and they had uh, really big buds that were just about to start popping, and they're going to just be bursting in color here any day. So definitely check those out. They will be uh, working on that. They're going to probably have all that stuff out to the stores early next week, uh, but they are at the Chinon store, so you, if you're looking for them now, you can always head that way and uh, find some nice roses, and they had a lot of other stuff too. They had lots of trees and Lots of shrubs and just the plants are just rolling in. We're getting there. Uh, we're getting close to the time where we can really just 
open the gates and plant everything. We are still a little bit out from when I would say it's 100% safe to start planting. But there are certainly a lot of things that you can do to protect your plants, and we'll get into some of that stuff in a little bit as well. So. Uh, if, uh, but you know, your shrubs and your trees, uh, fruit trees, we know we still have those available. Any of that kind of stuff, those hard stem shrubs and trees, all that stuff can get planted right now. And actually it's a great time to plant that stuff now because the weather's cool. Um, I noticed the sprinklers are starting to turn on around my house. So I would imagine Nampa is usually kind of the later area that tends to get, start getting water. So uh, chances are you've probably got your sprinklers have gotten on. And I'm actually going to talk uh, for a little bit of time about kind of getting your sprinklers ready for uh, this spring and preparing those. So if you want to be a part of the show, if you've got something on your mind, something that you're thinking about doing in the uh, lawn or the garden or in your flower beds or even your house plants, give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So, uh, I want to get into, uh, to start the show off, I want to get into some watering stuff because watering is, uh, particularly the lawn. This is what I'm going to focus on, part, watering the lawn first, but we can absolutely get into some other, uh, situations as well. Uh, watering the lawn is something that, uh, I feel like we, we constantly struggle with it. It's kind of like this, uh, this mystery is how to do it properly. And, uh, and I, I run into it all the time. I'll talk to someone and they'll say, well, I talked to three different people and I got three different answers. And, uh, that's usually the case. A lot of times when it comes to these things, their opinion, and, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that anything, any one of those opinions is wrong. It's just that people have different ways to doing it and they have ways that they've been successful. And so when I, I always try to kind of preface anything that I talk about, this is the way that I have done it, the way I've been successful and, and how I recommend people kind of go about it. It. So uh, when you're starting off with your watering, uh, the first thing you're going to want to do is, you know, make sure everything's turned on. Uh, if you have a uh, like one of the uh, boxes that you can uh, program them, uh, you'll want to get that started. And what you want to do uh, to get to get going is just start with uh, about a five minute run through each zone. You really want to check each zone uh, before you really let it go, because if you just get, you know, just turn it on and just forget about it. Chances are there's going to be some issues and they're not going to really show up until we get a little bit later in the season. So you want to take that time right now to make sure everything's working properly. So set that, set those timers for just a few minutes. Sometimes uh, you might have to walk back to the box and move it back to uh, the, the next station every now and then. But what you want to do is make sure you turn on each, each zone that you have and watch those sprinklers and make sure that each one's coming up all the way. If you've got those pop-up sprinklers, make sure each, each sprinkler is popping up all the way. And also that the water is uh, fully uh, uh, fanned out from each one of those, depending on how, what kind of sprinkler it is. Usually you've got the pop-up that's a fan type spray, or you've got the, uh, the gear driven sprinkler that's going to shoot out kind of like a jet of water. And they take a little bit of, uh, they take a little bit of kind of some different, uh, ways to take care of those. But so to start with the fan type, so these are going to be usually in the smaller areas of the lawn, uh, that don't have as much coverage or need as much coverage, uh, when they pop up, they're going to fan out usually in a half moon or a quarter uh, moon section, depending on where they're at in the lawn, or it might be a full circle if it's in the middle of the lawn. But you want to make sure that the fan, the pattern of that fan is consistent all the way around. Sometimes you'll notice a little bit of the uh, 
the fan is actually uh, it almost seems it'll almost seem like it's blocked and the water's not completely coming out of that side and that's a good indicator that you've got uh, a bad filter on those and changing the filters is a really good way to you know good easy thing to do couple of years ago, I had a friend of mine. He said, hey, man, my sprinklers aren't popping up all the way. And I said, well, have you ever checked the filters to make sure that they're going? He's like, nah, that can't be it. It's probably, I probably just have to replace everything and redo it. And I'm like, eh, you know, check check the filters first because it's it's cheap. You don't have to spend any money to check the filters. And what you'll want to do is you once you run, you, you run that, that zone, put some, have some sort of marker that you can just place down where that malfunctioning sprinkler is um you know it could be you know as simple as like a little flag or a little you know just a piece of tape whatever you have just put something there so you remember which ones are not working properly because you're going to have to work on them once the water is done you can't work on it while it's spraying because you'll get a face full of water which i have i will admit i have done before (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so put some sort of marker down so you remember which one it is and then just continue to go through each zone and check all of those sprinkler heads and make sure everything's popping up and then once you're done to check those uh the fan sprinklers what you're going to do wherever that one was malfunctioning you're going to have to use some sort of uh i would use like have some sort of like a vice grip or something that you can use that can clamp onto it and hold it up because when you pull up the stem it'll try to uh, spring back down in because it's not got that pressure to keep it up. So you're gonna, it's gonna try to go back in. There are some tools that are specifically designed for that. But uh, if you have a pair of vice grips or something, you can actually pull that up, clamp the vice grip on there, so it'll actually hold that stem up. And you're gonna undo the top of the sprinkler. It's got a little a cap on it. That's the actual fan part or the disperser. And you're gonna unscrew that. And then there's going to be a little filter sticking down into that stem and you pull that filter out and nine times out of 10, there's going to be some sort of gunk or, you know, seed or weed stuff in there. And all you got to do is take that inside or, you know, if you've got a hose running or something, just blast it with some water, get all that stuff out of there and then put this, put that back in there. Make sure you get the top really secure uh, because if it's not all the way back on there, once you turn the sprinkler back on, it could just push it right off. And then uh, you might lose the filter. So, uh, and it could even break the, t- the stem, and you'll have to replace it then. So, make sure you get it all the way screwed down. And uh, and then once you've f- cleaned up all those little filters, turn it back on, and you should have good full pressure through all those things. And you'll have to do some sort of adjustments at that point as well. Uh, usually, there's a little screw on the very top of the sprinkler, and if you have like a, you want a really thin small little screwdriver it's going to be a flathead um, sometimes you can actually get uh, the, a specific one for the brand of uh, uh, sprinkler it is but usually just a, a really thin flathead screwdriver will fix it and you're just going to make sure that it's uh, turned properly and it's covering the entire part of the lawn that it's supposed to cover and then that little screw will actually adjust how far out that fan will go so you can bring it in or you can push it out further and then you want to make sure that that coverage is going from one head to the other that's what they will call head-to-head coverage so that one sprinkler is actually watering uh, the, the grass around the other sprinklers near that one so it's not actually watering the grass right in front of it it's watering out from it so you want to make sure each one is covering properly so um looks like we got to go to a quick break if you want to be a part of the show i'd love to talk to you you can give me a call we're talking about some watering and some lawn stuff but we'll talk about anything you might want to give me a call 208-336-3700 
or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and Callie, you know how every year you and Dad and I compete to see who can get the first tomato out of the garden each year? But I don't know why we even try. Dad seems to win every time. Well, this year, let's combine our secret recipes and work together so we can have the first tomato this year. Sounds great. To start off, I like to plant my tomatoes on their side in a shallow trench instead of a deeper hole because the soil's warmer. I use tomato boom in the planting hole together with our planting tabs and a little bit of thrive just to give the roots a head start. I also like to use a wall of water because it acts like a heated blanket keeps the plants warm all night long. Oh, here comes Dad. We don't want him to hear our secret. Hey, what you eating there, Dad? Oh, I made myself a BLT with the first tomato from my garden. Dang it, he beat us again. Well, it may be too late for us, but the timing is perfect for everyone else out there listening because we're having a free in-person class on how to plant a salsa garden this Saturday, April 17th at 10 a.m. at our Chinden Overland and State Street stores or online at 1 p.m. on Facebook Live. For the in-person classes, be sure to register online at zamzos.com. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670-KBOI. All right, we are back for part two the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I am live in studio. So if you have any questions, anything going on out in the lawn and garden or your flower beds, your house plants, or whatever it might be. There's lots of projects we can start doing right now, so if you have questions about them, I would love to talk to you about it. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So I've been talking about watering, which I know is not the most exciting subject <laughs> uh, to think about in your lawn, but it's really important to really get it right because it saves. it'll save you so much heartache as we get into the the summer months when it really starts to warm up. If you've got the watering figured out, uh, it actually will solve a lot of your issues. And a lot of the thing, a lot of the times, uh, the, the issues that you might be having can oftentimes be traced back to your watering. So I was talking about kind of getting your system charged up and getting started with your watering this time of year. And it's been very dry. We have not had rain for a couple weeks now, it feels like. So, uh, we've had a lot of wind, which is disappointing because I, I, I do not like wind. Uh, but we have not had a lot of rain and it doesn't look like we have a lot of rain coming up in the, in the near future. So, um, I, I've noticed my lawn is, is really struggling, it, not struggling, but it's really wanting water. Like I can just tell it needs that water. So you want to make sure that the coverage is as good as you can get it. Uh, to, especially right now, you want to get that water out there and you want to get it to the places that the lawn's going to need it most. So I started off by talking about getting your, fan sprinklers started uh and i want to move just real quickly into some of the the gear driven sprinklers so these are the ones that shoot out a jet they cover a much larger area and they 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 need more time to really water the lawn so you want to make sure that they're working properly as well now usually there's no filter in these that are going to need to be fixed what i usually come across with these is that the gears tend to after a couple years the gears tend to wear out and they don't work as they don't work properly usually they'll just move in one direction and then they'll stop and then they'll just stay and they'll point in one direction and they won't move back and water the rest of the lawn and uh, unfortunately there's no way to fix that uh the the actual sprinkler you have to just replace it and replacing it you know is not a it's not a super hard job but it's it's certainly not fun cuz you got to get down in there and dig up stuff and you're going to get a little muddy, and, and anytime you're dealing with water, you're going to get wet as well. So just be prepared for that. 
Um, don't wear some nice shoes when you're doing your watering, uh, checking out your water, your sprinklers. So uh, to, to double check your your gear drives, again, like the other ones, you're going to want to make sure that you're watching them and making sure that they're doing everything that they're supposed to. And then once you've kind of determined whether or not it needs to be replaced, uh, you can start doing some small adjustments to the pattern. And you're going to do that again with that little screwdriver. It just takes that short little uh, skinny uh, flathead screwdriver. And with the the gear-driven ones, you've got two things that you're going to want to check. One, you're going to check how far to the left and the right it's going to go. And I can never remember which way you're supposed to turn it. But once you start doing it, you're going to notice right away, oh, if I turn it this way, it goes further that way. And if I turn it this way, it doesn't go as far that way. So as always, uh, to the right is where it's going to stop and go to the left. So you, you're, you're actually adjusting it from the right to the left. So you're closing the pattern the more you screw it down so that it covers a narrower area. So you want to just make sure that that's going as far over as it needs to go. And then it's got another little screw, and that screw just goes down in front of the jet. And that's what disperses the water as it comes out. It's going to disperse the water so it'll either go out further and have less of a coverage area, or it's going to go shorter, and it's going to kind of fan out a little bit further on side to side. So you're going to adjust that a little bit. Now, it's tough to say when those things are at the right coverage. So that's where you want to get something like uh, our water audit kit. And the water audit kit is a really simple way. And a lot of times you can just do this with like a little cup or a bowl, uh, tuna fish cans. Although, funny story, I've heard that tuna fish cans are not something that are in high supply right now. And it's a really funny reason why. Tara, do you know why? She says no. It's because people don't have can openers which is really strange. Apparently there's a, like lots of people that don't have can openers anymore, <laughs> which I don't understand. I've always had a can opener in my house, but some people maybe don't. Uh, but if you have something like that, or you can actually, like I said, the water kit's super easy. It's really, it's just uh, some little cups and it's got a little measurements on the side. And you want to use those cups, you're going to space them out through the, the lawn the section that you're going to check, whatever zone you're checking, and then you're going to run those sprinklers. And you want to run them for about 20 to 30 minutes because you want those cups to fill up. You need those cups to get some water in it. And then what you're going to do is you're going to compare how much water is in each cup. And what you'll find is that some might have way more than others and some might not have any. And if it's supposed to be covering that area and it's not getting any water in it, you've got to make some of those adjustments. So you'll have to water, you know, make your, make your adjustments, and you can actually make those adjustments while it's running and make sure that those are covering from side to side and as far out as it fanned out as much as you they're, they're supposed to be so that they fill those cups up as evenly as possible. It's going to be impossible to get it 100% even, but you just want to make sure that each cup's getting a fa the amount of water, and some might get a little more than others, and that's totally fine. So. So that's kind of how you want to get started. Um, I always, the other thing I always, you want to double check is your, if you have like drip system, uh, drip lines in your flower beds, I use a uh, drip lines in my flower beds. And I, I think every year I have to replace something, which is always a pain and, 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 you know, it's just something you have to do. So you got to double check all those because a lot of times I find that like those little, those little bits that, um, spread the water out from your drip system will get clogged up. Um, you know, we have such hard water and it just kind of calcifies on those little things and they have such small openings that it doesn't take very much. And, and usually it's, you know, once by the time you were trying to clean it, it just kind of breaks the entire thing and you had to just replace it anyway. So pick up some of those extras because drip systems are things you kind of always have to, it seems like you always have to repair a little bit on a drip system. So 
So that's kind of how you're going to get your, your, your sprinklers checked out. Make sure that everything's working and covering everything that you can. Uh, this is the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I'm flying solo today. So if you've got something, I'm talking a lot about watering the lawn, but if you've got something else on your mind that you'd like to ask about, I'd love to talk to you about it. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So now once we've got our, uh, our watering, all of our zones and everything are fixed up, we've got that figured out. Uh, a lot of times we're going to, the next step is we're going to want to know how much water to put out there because that's kind of the thing I think that is the most mystical (laughs) when it comes to, uh, your sprinklers is how much do we put out there? So the general rule of thumb is that a lawn needs one inch of water per week. And so that's kind of a difficult, um, it's kind of a difficult thing to describe. How much is an inch of water? That's why those the water audit, water audit kits come in really handy because once you do that, you can actually see how long it takes to get an inch of water out at at a time. And if you think about how much you're going to water, um, you know, a lot of people will water, you know, every day or every other day, and they'll water for ten to fifteen minutes, and that's really the way you would water on a new lawn. So if you've got new seed down or you got new sod down, you do need to water that often. You need to water a couple times a day because the roots are very shallow and it, you don't want to overload those roots with too much water, but you want to get enough water out there so that they can drink, but they really want to focus on pushing those roots down. So uh, if you've got an established lawn, what I like to do is for a fan sprayer, so those early ones that are, are the ones that just pop up and they shoot the water, they fan the water out uh, in that kind of pattern, uh, you usually don't need to water run that zone for very long. Usually about 25 to 30 minutes is about all you need. Usually these are smaller areas of the lawn and they, those, those, uh, pop-up sprayers, uh, cover the area and they put a lot of water out into those smaller areas very quickly. So about 25 minutes, uh, to 35 minutes is about all you'll need for some of those. Now, when you're talking about the gear driven ones that push, uh, spray out the jet, those need longer amounts of time because they're covering a much larger area and that jet only goes so fast. So you need to water for those sections a minimum, minimum 45 minutes and I see a lot of people will set those zones to like 10 minutes, and that is not enough time. You think about how many times that sprinkler can go back and forth in 10 minutes. It's not that many, especially compared to 45 minutes. So you've got to water for a longer amount of time. It's always better to water longer so you get a large amount of water out there all at once, and that pushes that water. It soaks the ground further down into the soil, and then you don't have to water for a very long, for that many days. Right now, the most you should be watering is probably once a week. That's the the most water you would need out there. Like I said, that's going to be different if you're newly, if you're just putting down seed, that's going to be a different situation. But for an established lawn, getting that going, 45 minutes is the minimum. Sounds like we got to go to a break. If you want to be a part of the show, would love to talk to you. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We'll be right back on the Zamzo's Garden Show. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo with some good news. It's not too late to file your federal taxes. The IRS extended this year's deadline to May 17th, and it's also not too late to purchase and start your Zamzo's lawn program. 
You see, I designed Zamzo's Lawn Food with a fast-acting fertilizer that starts to green your lawn the moment it's applied. So step one of our five-step program can be applied anytime in the spring, making this the perfect time to start your Zamzo's Lawn Program. With our program, you get five applications to feed your lawn all season long for one low price. We give you a written step-by-step -step guide, email you when it's time to apply each step, and loan you a spreader to apply it with for free. Plus, all Zamzo's products are biologically correct and won't harm kids, pets, or our environment. And when you sign up for our lawn program, you also get 10% off all plants and garden supplies at Zamzo's for the rest of the year. So come see us and start saving and greening up your lawn now at all 13 Zamzo's. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are 67KDOI. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Remember, we do have our Facebook Live class. If you're interested in uh, getting your garden started here pretty soon, we're going to cover a bunch of that sort of stuff here in just a little bit at 1 o'clock on Facebook Live. You can find us there, and uh, it'll be a live class. You'll be able to answer questions, and it will get posted to our Facebook feed after that. So if you don't can't make it there, you will be able to watch it later. So uh, we do have a phone call from Brent in Boise. Brent, how's it going? How can we help you today? Hi, good, thanks. Um, yeah, I have a question. I grow potatoes in my garden, and I know it doesn't hurt, but do they actually need water before they break the soil? Uh, you know, they don't They don't need a lot. Um, I've actually had seasons where um, it's particularly the way I plant them, where I, I plant them really deep, and I just cover them a little bit, so they tend to be kind of below soil level and they're just barely covered a lot of times when it rains a lot they can it can actually collect too much water and i've had them rot out on me and doing in those seasons uh but yeah they don't need very much probably just a, a minute or two couple you know just a little bit of moisture is enough but those potatoes actually have stored up a lot of moisture in them i mean that's what the the purpose of that uh that tuber is and it's going to have a, a fair amount of of moisture especially early on as they do start to push out, then that's when you kind of want to start watering because then it's really starting to use up its reserves and it's kind of getting towards the end of that time where it's it's got that stored up moisture and, and energy. Mm -hmm. And I usually uh, kind of use grass clippings or something to mulch them and I have pretty good results, but yeah. do they benefit from uh, some type of fertilization during the season or... Um, I usually do, I usually, what I usually do is just a fertilization at planting. So I like to, when I dig the, dig them down, I'll actually go a little bit deeper than I want to. And I'll put a small amount of a dry fertilizer. I use like our Nutri-Rich. I do that before I plant because then as they grow out and those roots come out, they'll actually find that fertilizer as it breaks down. Um, if you didn't do that, um, a little dry fertilizer over the top or even some Thrive will be a great amount of fertilizer. They won't need very much. Just, a, you know, Thrive is a really good one for them. Uh, but some sort of fertilizer is, is usually pretty helpful. And you want to have something that's a little more high, a little higher in phosphorus because the phosphorus really promotes that, uh, that root growth. Um, more than, more than nitrogen for sure. But yeah, some phosphorus is really what you want there. Okay. 
Oh, I appreciate it. You bet. Good luck with the potatoes. Those are my favorites. And mulching them with uh, the grass clippings sounds interesting. I might have to check something like that out. So good, uh, good, good tip there. If you want to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. Everybody's been pretty quiet. I'm sure everybody's just busy working away because it's so nice out there. But that's all right. If you want to be a part of the show, give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. So I've been talking about watering the lawn. And uh, as I was finishing the last segment, I was mentioning that you want to water for a minimum of 45 minutes, and that's going to change pretty drastically depending on a number of factors, uh, particularly how large the area is, how much coverage you're getting from those areas, and you might even need to go up to uh, 60 minutes uh, per station, especially if it's an area that's got a lot of sunlight. If it's getting a lot of sun, you want to water for a longer amount of time because a lot of that water is going to get lost to evaporation. But right now, you want to do that longer watering, and then you're going to just be done. You only have to really water for about one one time a week. It's that water is going to last for a fair amount of time because it's cooler. The demand on the grass is not very high. It doesn't need a lot and it's not growing a ton quite yet. If you've fertilized a little bit, it's obviously going to grow a little bit longer or faster. Uh, but just a, it's, it's still pretty cool. So it's not really pushing a lot of growth uh, at this time, just quite yet. So a little bit of water, or I should say a fair amount of water once per week is all you're going to need. And then you want to let it dry out. And then what you're going to do is you're going to just start waiting. And I'll usually even wait until I notice the grass is just starting to wilt just a little bit, or it's not quite as perky as it might, uh, you might think it should be. If it's starting to lie down a little bit after, you know, as you're getting close to that time to mow, that's when you know that you're going to need a little bit more. So instead of, uh, so then what you're going to do is add another day. So usually I'll start like I'll water on a Wednesday. And then when I need to increase my watering, I don't change up how long I water. I just add an extra day. So over that seven days, I might change it to a Tuesday and a Friday. And then that covers that, those times throughout that time, the, that week. So you've got just two days of watering. And then again, as it warms up, I bump it up to a third and I just space those out throughout the week. However you want to, I usually try to not water the day before I mow and the day I mow those two days. I try to make sure that there's no water out there because it's, uh, you know, you don't want to mow a wet grass. That's not any fun. Uh, but then water, as soon as you're done mowing or, you know, just the next day is totally sufficient. So just start spacing those days out, but keep the amount of time you water the same. You want to water for that longer amount of time. It's going to really help saturate the soil further down into the lawn. And that's going to just make that grass that much stronger and able to withstand those warmer temperatures as we move in. Now, as I mentioned earlier, um, it's going to be very different if you're putting down new seed or new sod because those uh, new plants, they need water more frequently and they can dry out a lot faster. So you don't ever want those to be completely dry because you know, if, you, if we get a nice warm day, if it jumps up into the 70s and some of those brand new grass seedlings don't have water, even for, a, you know, 30, 45 minutes, if it gets really hot, you know, an hour or so, if they don't have water, they could wilt and could even die in that amount of time. So you want, uh, uh, you don't want to put out a lot. What I like to say is you just want it to look wet. So you might need to water uh, once, uh, you know, twice, maybe three times a day, but you're only going to water for about 10 minutes at a time. And then depending on how your soil is and things like that, you might need to water every day. But what you're going to do as the grass starts to warm up, you're going to start decreasing 
the number of times you water per day and increase the amount of water you put out. So then you can go from, say, two to three times a day to just two to one time per day for about 10 to 15 minutes and then start to eliminate days but increase the amount of time. So you just kind of kind of go the other direction. And it's going to be the similar situation with sod. Sod's going to probably uh, root down a little bit faster um, than your uh, you know, seedlings if you're going from seed. Uh, but you're going to do a similar situation. You're going to probably only water once or twice a day for about, I would say, 10 to 15 minutes. And then again, as it warms up and as it starts to root back down, go to one time a day for 20 minutes and then decrease the number of days, but keep increasing the amount of time that you water to the point where you're only watering every other day for a longer amount of time. And that's going to really help that grass establish better. And it's just a good pattern to be in with your watering. You don't want to water. Uh, you don't want your soil to be waterlogged all the time. You want it to let, you want to allow it to dry out because that just enforces the grass. It helps the roots go down and you don't have tons of moisture and it's it's kind of wasteful to do too much watering. The grass can only take in so much and also it can only hold its breath for so long. So if it's constantly underwater, uh, it's going to start having a lot of issues and that's one of the things you start to notice a lot of bugs. You'll notice a lot of weeds start to pop up because the grass is under stress and it's under stress because it's got too much water. So, and then there's always, you know, watering is, I like to say watering is kind of like this moving target. You know, there's never one exact way to do it. It's kind of always fluctuating throughout the year. And it's not, it's not bad to err on, I would prefer to err on the side of underwatering and just kicking the sprinkler on, you know, every other day when you notice that, oh, it needs a little more water. I'll run the system and boom, you've got your water taken care of. Uh, you don't need to, you don't want to rely on that schedule. You want to just make sure you know how the grass reacts to an amount of water at certain times of the year and day. Okay, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back for one more segment of the Zamzo's Garden Show. If you want to be a part of the show, give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzel, here with my two kids, Joss and Callie. Hi, Dad. What's shaking, Pop? Well, I'm a little shaken by this 420 sale you guys are running. What's up with that? Dad, 420 is Tuesday, April 20th. Oh, I thought with this being Weed Awareness Month at Zamzo's, you meant something else. Well, Dad, you're right. It is Weed Awareness Month. So we're running a week-long 420 sale where people can get four bags of bark for 20 bucks. Well, that is a good deal, and you do get four for 20. Tell me more. Well, for one week only, we've put all CBD products and treats for dogs and cats on sale for 20% off. And select snacks for humans, like our new lines of gourmet popcorn, potato chips, or licorice are also 20% off. And cow and pig ear treats for dogs are 4 for 420. Well, what do CBD products and snacks and munchies have to do with 420? Well, let's just say they go hand in hand. Say, when does this 420 sale end? At the close of business on Wednesday, 421. Why the extra day? In case people forget what day it is. Why would they do that? Let's not go there, Dad. Nobody knows like Samsung's News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. And if you want to be a part of the show, we got some time. We can try to get a few more calls in. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We have Brenda on the line in Boise. Brenda, how's it going? How can we help you today? Hi, um, doing real good. 
Um, also excited to say that uh, we're getting on the uh, Zemso's lawn and feed program awesome. today. Yeah, so we've got everything taken care of. Here's the deal. My son and I uh, share our rental, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's all hand watering. And the mm. yard itself is about, it's over 1,500 square feet. Okay. The backyard totally got that dialed in. Yeah. I need some, some suggestions on, because it's all manual, to water the front. I'm going to get a splitter, a Y for the hose. Sure. I'm going to get a whole second yeah. system for the front. Yeah. So I, and with my work schedule increasing, I need something that's more practical. So in my yeah. mind, I'm thinking like a something um, like a roll out or um, just something to yeah. expedite, but to soak. Yeah. So I I, I have a few suggestions for you. First thing, what you might consider, I don't know if do you ever seen those? They call them a lawn tractor. It's that watering thing that follows the hose. Have you ever seen that? No, but something similar in my mind, yeah. Yeah, so those are actually, um, they seem kind of kind of kitschy or kind of weird, but they are actually a really good way to water, especially in a situation like this. So you set it up, okay. you put the hose to it, and you set it up. It actually follows the hose um, back mm-hmm. towards like you know the end. So it actually moves itself and can put out a fair amount of water. And what you might do, um, you can actually get a battery-operated um, timer for your um, your hose bib. So you would put that at the hose bib, um, okay. drag the, the tractor out to where it's going to go, and then set your timer. So it might take you. You probably have to dial it in a little bit. You know, Do it a few times to see how long it takes sure. to go from one right. end of the lawn to the other. And then set your timer for that, and then it'll run that whole thing. And once the timer goes off, the watering's done. And then you can pack up your tractor and move it back in. I think that would be probably be one of the, the easiest and maybe best ways to do something like that. You wouldn't necessarily have to do the tractor, but you could do something similar with, um, you know, if you've got that Y, you can actually split the yeah. hose throughout it so that you can kind of roll it up and then just put a couple of different, um, they do make uh, little kits and things that you can kind of splice in between hose that will run out. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. again, you kind of got to play around with it to see which, how it's going to work 100%. Um, some of those, you might not get full coverage in one time. You know, you might run it for, you know, run it for 30 minutes, start that when you leave for work. And then when you get home, move it to the other side and then run it for another mm-hmm. 30 minutes or something like that. But mm-hmm. those are both really uh, practical, yeah. easy ways. And I think that timer would be really helpful. And they're super easy. Um, the only thing I've had issues with on those timers is it's got a filter in it. And sometimes the filter can get clogged. So every now and then okay. just undo it, clean out the filter and put it back on and just make sure the batteries are charged up and, and you should be good to go. Okay. And what was the actual proper name of the tractor? Well, the one we've carried is just called the lawn, like the lawn tractor. It's just called a tractor, lawn tractor. or a sprinkler tractor. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Perfect. Okay. Well, I'm sure some of my family is listening to you guys. So, hey to the family, and um, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. This is going to be great. That's awesome. Uh, Thanks. Have a great. Yeah. Thanks for that, Brenda. I appreciate it. I've never had anybody shout out like that. That's awesome. I appreciate that a lot. Okay. looks like we got one more call here from uh, Bill. And we can actually get another call in, too. So if you have a question you want to get in before the end, give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Let's go to Bill in Meridian. Bill, how's it going? Good. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, a couple quick questions. Uh, one, uh I, if you if you already answered this, I apologize. Um, is there any way of getting like a, a package of bees to pollinate trees like you do with the ladybugs? You know, that get the aphids mm. or you know, kind of, 
Yeah, I what I'm not 100% sure. Now, I know there are Now, we don't sell bees. Um yeah. we can get mason bees, which are pollinators, and they're also um they're also um good bug control as well, but you can get yeah. mason bees and you can uh, get them in the lawn. Usually you're going to have to get some sort of uh, kind of like a culture almost. They come like kind of um, in a pack that they have to kind of hatch out of, and then you can I get see. a little home for them. Um, and they don't sting, which is also really nice. Mason bees are really yeah. good, um, really good to have around if you can get something like that going. So that's one option. You might also, if you're on Facebook or something, see if there's – I'm sure there are like some – Facebook groups that are beekeepers or um, some beekeepers in the area. I know my coworker Chris's father-in-law is a beekeeper. I don't think he's in the area, but um, they 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 can probably help move bees around and like you know even bring a box out for you to just you know har- uh, pollinate for the day or so. Um, but yeah. something like that, or even just anything that you can do to a, a, a do some sort of an attractant. I think there are some attractants that can you can use, or um, I think they're called like a bee house, um, where um, they'll actually when something's in bloom, if they swarm it, they can actually they'll stay in the house. And a lot of times, I think those beekeepers. They might even loan those out. I'm not 100% sure how they do it, but some of those beekeepers have those houses and they'll, you know, put them up. And then, you know, if they swarm, they'll find that house and then they'll do the pollination that you need. And then they'll actually come and retrieve the bees um, to fill up their other boxes and do whatever they do with it. I don't know all this, mm-hmm. the process, but yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, there's some options. I think the Mason bees, you know, we don't usually carry them in store, but you, we can order them. Uh, because yeah. they're not something that you really want to have just lying. You know, you can't really have them just sitting around. <laughs> they kind of got to go right out to the backyard. So, uh, yeah. but th- that's an option, and those are those are great to have. So, yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Chinese uh, apple trees? Would they work in this area? The, you know, I don't know about. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I know like the Asian pear is one that's yeah. pretty popular. I'm not sure about some of the other species. Um, yeah. I'm sure they would. The uh, availability may be an issue on some of them. Yeah. It's, it's tough yeah, to I've know. Got an, I've got an Asian pear tree out in the back. That was the one I was asking about the pollination because last year I got a whole bunch of blooms like I do right now, and I only ended up with like two or three pieces of fruit last year. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know if the bees were like you know they were you know just on strike or whatever last year. <laughs> you know it could. Yeah, it's tough to say. You know sometimes it can be the weather. You know if they sometimes um, you know the the trees will bloom a little bit before the bees really start to get active, and so they don't kind of get in there right in time. Um, so th- that might be one thing. I think I I want to say that there are ways to. Yeah, if they need cross-pollination or, like, they have to go from flower to flower, you really need to have bees for it. I mean, you could always do kind of a hand pollinator, but that's super arduous, especially if it's a bigger yeah. established tree. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, there's certainly some options. I would try, like like I said, check out, like, if you're on Facebook, check out some, uh, or you might even be able to just Google it. Like, uh, I'm sure there are some beekeeping societies around, which sounds a little spooky, but... <laughs> But I'm sure yeah. they're really nice people. Uh, but the, you know, those those I think those would probably be some of your better options to really make sure you've got some of those pollinators around. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for all your help. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate all the calls today. Remember, we got the Facebook class starting at one, so I am uh, jetting out here to go get that ready. 
And uh, we're going to talk about growing a salsa garden, getting your garden started. So check that out at zamzos.com. You can find the Facebook uh, link there. Or just find us on Facebook, and uh, you'll uh, be able to watch us. So thanks a lot again, everybody. I will talk to you again next week here on the Zamzos Garden Show on KBOI. Zamzo, here with my brother Joss. What's this I hear about you loaning your truck to your neighbor? Yeah, they said their little truck may not be big enough to haul the over 25 bags of topsoil they need to expand their garden. Well, why are they buying 25 bags of topsoil anyway? It's much cheaper and easier to buy it in bulk by the yard. And there's a big cost difference. One cubic yard of Zamzo's topsoil is equivalent to 27 individual bags that cost you well over $100. And they should call ahead or go to Zamzo's.com for a list of bulk products available at each store. But most Zamzo's carry topsoil, certified organic compost, and decorative bark all in bulk. And if they borrow my truck, they can pick it up themselves and avoid the delivery charge. By the way, what are you doing Saturday? I don't know yet. Why do you ask? Well, all this talk of bulk soil reminded me that I need to get some topsoil. Oh no, I just remembered I'm busy that day. Joss, I was only going to ask for your help eating the burgers we're making after my day of yard work. Well, in that case, I seem to have discovered an opening in my schedule. Nobody knows like Samsung.